When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yes, yes. Welcome in to the Tim McKernan Show podcast. This is January 17th, 2022. Timothy Michael McKernan, Action Jackson with you in the HomeLoanExpert.com studios. Talking it over with you on QFTA. It's a holiday. Happy Martin Luther King Day to those of you who get the day off. And uh, we are in here doing the radio show, both of them. Jackson and I entering into hour five. Yeah. Of broadcasting. But this is the first time I can kind of expound on topics beyond your standard TMA fair and uh, the balloon party. How's balloon party treating you, Jackson? Be honest with me. Let's go. Th- let's go through it with you. It gets better every day. I saw something. I was in the middle of uh, I don't know what I was talking about. And something fired today yeah. in the middle of the segment. Right. Out of the corner of my eye, I saw a panic look on your <laughs> face. And, you know, having done television as much as I've done television and radio as much as I've done radio, I recognize things will happen. The last thing you want to do, unless it becomes so overwhelmingly obvious to everybody, is to call attention to it. So what we do is when that happens, you just keep on going. If all hell starts breaking loose, well, then I have to address it. But in this case... Yeah, it was just, you know... It was something something ran? Yeah, just a double-click. You know, you click it to end the uh, intro bed, and I double-clicked, which fired out a uh, spot, commercial spot, and, you know, that stuff will happen. So you just pot it down and get right back to uh, regularly scheduled programming. And, yeah, I mean, that's the first time it's happened to me. I'm not a seasoned board op by any means, but when it happens, you get a little nervous that you're, you know, just stepped on the segment, especially when we had a guest on the line, too. Um, so that's a little, uh, scary, but we, uh, we overcame it and, uh, all is well. I got to tell you something. Mm. If you would have told me, and I guess we've been here now, we started 13 days ago. Yeah. That balloon party would be what balloon party has become and I'd be enjoying it. I would have told you you're out of your mind, hmm. but now I'm kind of enjoying it right. and it's. And and to my surprise, there's a following for it, which I wasn't expecting. I wasn't expecting any of this, but it's uh, it, like my dad will go, oh, I heard you talking about the Bengals and really liking the Bengals. So I took, you know, I heard you talking about it at 10 o'clock, like he goes out of his way to talk about it at 10 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> my wife and I were discussing, I'm like, yeah, they, well, not my mom. I haven't really talked to my mom about my dad. He's talked about the 10 o'clock show, Balloon Party, right. on 101 ESPN. But I don't know if he's ever talked about anything on TMA. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I know he knows it exists and he knows it's got a huge following, I feel like it, it's like this, the, I've gone I've gone back to being legitimate. But, you know, the, the I think for the 101 audience, that can only picture me as pervert boy on TMA, they're mm-hmm. confused when I can talk about things with some semblance of knowledge and flow because they associate talking about sex with evil and incompetence. 
when in reality, one can be comfortable with sex and be able to talk about sports. Mm-hmm. You do not think that's the case. <laughs> one cannot talk about sports and be comfortable with sex. Well, it's a sliding scale. No, I'm just playing. I totally not mutually exclusive. You can be really, really good at talking about sports and uh, also really good at talking about the sex. The sex. So I, uh, so I've, I've enjoyed it, and I wasn't necessarily expecting, expecting what it's become. Or, I mean, we talked, we talked after I don't know which show it was, and I go, boy, I got to tell you, this isn't what I thought we we're going to be doing. Right. And I, you know, full transparency, this isn't something you know. When we were talking about this whole deal. This is not a big financial part of the whole deal but i wanted to just i wanted to be a good teammate per se and i love the people here as we've said a million times on tma i still haven't found i think i don't know how many people are working here 100 i don't know everybody is so great yeah i almost feel like we got to stop saying it because it's probably getting on people's nerves that we're happy uh <laughs> they'd be happier if we were unhappy right. not everybody but uh then i'm like okay if we're gonna if we're gonna be here i want things to be you know I want to start things off on the right foot. So I will do this. I have a three-year deal, but we'll make up. I just like to have balloon party be a one-year part of it. So if it's not something I'm enjoying or you're enjoying, um, that, that after a year, we can go, we'll, we'll still be doing TMA, but balloon party, that was, we tried it. We good faith effort. I'll let, you know, we'll just, we'll move on from it. Mm-hmm. But now in a stunning development, I'm enjoying what we're doing yeah and i and i didn't i just didn't expect it in my mind we were going to do what we do on this podcast on 101 espn Mm -hmm. but it is crystal clear to me that the 101 audience is 100 percent sports that's that's my perspective after a couple of weeks of it and hey there's obviously a huge market for it it's just not what I have been doing for a long time. Now, when there is a sports story, let's say the Blues get going in May now. The playoffs will be in the, in the month of May this year. Uh, we'll be all over it on TMA. Yeah. Cardinals in the playoffs, all over it on TMA. If the production speaks for itself, right. we're all over it on TMA. Um, but your day-to-day breaking down for three hours, that's just not what we do. But if I can do it for an hour, I'm kind of enjoying it. On TMA, if we start talking about sports, you'd hate texts. And on Balloon Party, if we don't talk about sports, well, really anything, actually, now that I've thought about it. There are hate <laughs> texts coming in at all times. Yeah, it's a constant stream of hate. Yeah, but but I'm now, I th- as you've probably noticed, we're kind of inadvertently winning them over. A little bit. They're not happy about it, but they're, they're, yeah, it's, they'll get wise. It's, it's confusing. <laughs> Hold on a second. Can he do this? Uh, but but I'm, I'm actually enjoying it. Yeah. And so management here has been like, when you talk sports, it's really good, but you just don't really like to do it. <laughs> <laughs> and I go, I just, I'm more, I like to laugh. That's more what yeah. gets me going. Right. But- as I've said a million times with regards to this podcast and QFTA and when we were doing interviews, mm. um, I love this forum. So this forum now, I suppose, will be more non-sports and the sports tangents 
will be a balloon party. Right. So you are welcome to send yours in, T. McKernan at InsideSTL.com. Questions, comments, erotic stories, whatever the case might be. We're in the HomeLoanExpert.com studios. Ryan Kelly, studio sponsor of the Tim McKernan Show, going back to the very beginning. And we are in the Hubbard studios, the HomeLoanExpert.com studios. And Ryan Kelly is the person to talk to for the new year. The new mortgage. Get yourself refinanced. You are leaving money on the table if you do not. I refinanced nearly two years ago. It hasn't been two years. And I'm like, man, I think I could refinance again. The rates have dropped even more. The home values continue to go up. Take advantage of that. And you can do so with thehomeloanexpert.com. Plus, if you thought the home buying market was crazy in 2021, wait till you see 2022. It's going to be competitive. Get pre-qualified. Get it taken care of with Ryan Kelly, thehomeloanexpert.com. I've done both of these things within the last couple of years, and I can tell you it's incredibly easy. Thehomeloanexpert.com, Ryan Kelly. Once you get it all taken care of with Ryan Kelly, get it all taken care of on your insurance front with James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency. 314-961-4800 or go online at carltoninsurance.net. He is my insurance agent. And therefore, it is very easy for me to talk about James Carlton. Why did I make the switch? Customer service. If I'm talking about home insurance, auto insurance, life insurance, these are incredibly important things. But I think people just kind of go with somebody who they kind of know, their parents' person, a friend who gets into insurance, and then they just get used to the lack of customer service that so many people get used to in the insurance agency. Well, that is not, that is not the name of the game. The name of the game is working with the best, and that's James Carlton. 314-961-4800 or go online at carltoninsurance.net. If your insurance costs a leg and an arm, call James Carlton State Farm. Design Air Heating and Cooling is online at designairservice.com. That's Seth Goldcamp, and that is his staff at Design Air Heating and Cooling. I'm a client, and I couldn't be happier that I'm a client of Design Air Heating and Cooling. Doug Vaughn is a client. And Doug Vaughn couldn't be happier that he's a client of Design Air Heating and Cooling. Jackson's parents are clients. They're unhappy, though. Why are they so unhappy? Get them on the phone. No, they actually couldn't be happier. Like I said last year, save the day, my parents' house. I go over there. I'm like, man, it's really nice and warm and comfortable. And my Comfort. dad says, Design Air. Yep. They're the best. They're the best. Seth, really, I mean, it's something else. You can go right. to the website and uh, click on Design Air's uh, book now tab, and you will have a technician there so quick. I don't know how he does it, but uh, what they are doing is at another level, and I am more than happy with any of our advertisers to make an introduction, whether it be Ryan Kelly, whether it be James Carlton, whether it be Seth Goldcamp. Uh, we'll talk about Jamie Burkhardt and Clayton Patterson at St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota, Munganast, and we'll talk about Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies and Brian's Paint. I'm happy to talk about everybody uh, and make introductions, so never hesitate to email me, T. McKernan at InsideSTL.com, T-M-C-K-E-R-N-A-N at InsideSTL.com. It's the same way that you can contact us for Q-F-T-A. All right, I'm going to the TMA fan page to start. Got a picture of Leah Silver up there. Did you see that picture, Yeah, Jackson? I did. Strong. Wow, good for you. Passion. Strong. Yeah, thank you. Passion. Got Eli Drinkwitz in the, uh, the truck, the Plowhawk likes so much. Jordan Bennington asking if he's nervous. Uh, Bob Blitz and the Steamer and Jerry Jones. And you have released a five-star play on the Arizona money line for the Cardinals and Rams. Yeah, it's plus 160 now, so get it while it's hot. Yeah, so you you really like the uh, Cardinals in this thing. I said it on Balloon Party. I said, you, if you're going to take a dog on this, you know, if you're going to take a dog, you got to believe they can win. And I believe the Cardinals can win, so why not take money line? Why why make less money when you can make more? That's, Amen. That's my creed. I understand. I, was, I liked the 49ers yesterday. Right. 
And uh, and that paid off. That was yeah. a money line play. Plus, they were getting three. All right, let me go into uh, into the questions here. Got to pick one. This is a quick hitter. It's like a Frank Cusimano. Okay, quick ones before you get out of here. Got to pick one. Olive and Oak Burger, Pauly Mano's, Pizza Go Go, sitting at a bar, and there's a forty eight percent chance of tribbing. <laughs> I got to tell you, I would have been in the tank on the first three, but then you add the fourth and it's yeah, over. It's, so let's, let's we'll eliminate the fourth then. Okay. So, so my answer for the record is the lesbianism. And I would like to elaborate. I don't know. Are you as enamored by it? Well, you can't possibly be as enamored by it as I am. No, I don't think anyone. Right. Are you, are you 50% as enamored by it as I am? I'm into it. And actually, I didn't have a run into it, but I, my you buddy know, was- Run t- into it. What, what well, my mean? buddy talked to me about something like this. Oh, your friend had the less popular MFF. No, a friend of a friend, his girlfriend cheated on him with another woman. Oh, God! And then he got mad and I said, there's something wrong with you, sir. I said, there's something wrong. I said, that is, that's like- uh, that's like finding out that the you know it's going to rain ice cream tomorrow. Like, could there be a better thing to hear than my? Girlfriend? Now, I, now I have to tell you, I agree with you. However, I think it is an incredible double standard. We have to acknowledge that you are a rational person. Yeah. Um, so I think I think when taking a step back, the fact that we both agree it's a wonderful thing is. A double standard because you wouldn't be going. Oh, that's great! She banged another guy. Correct. Oh, hundred. No, yeah. That's, so double standard. That's my premise on the sure, double standard. Sure, sure. And I get him being upset by the situation because it is being unfaithful. The breach of trust is the core issue in a relationship. What's the longest relationship you ever had? Go ahead. Let's hear it. I'm going to set the over under at a year. Uh, under. Oh wow! Like Look at you. Six or eight months. You think you're tough to get along with? I don't. No, I kind of ended it. Oh, what happened? Was this the girl who wanted anal? Oh wow! I don't want to air out my dirty laundry, but <laughs> okay, it was just—it was we'll just a on balloon party tomorrow. <laughs> yes, we'll get to after it. After Kerber, ten forty-five. <laughs> <laughs> so Jackson, this girl wanted to have anal with you. You said you needed forty-eight hours. Your thoughts? Six five seven eight zero. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, uh, I'm nothing but relationships going back to damn near every day since 1995. Really? But it's been four of them. Since oh, uh, yes. for real, all, I mean, certainly there's been time off, but for real, yeah, that's a so you're consistent. I guess I don't know. I don't. I mean, I don't know. I I don't know. It's I, a tough self psychoanalysis. Well, somehow Anna Marie and I were talking about. I have no idea why. Oh, the same thing that we started off the podcast with balloon party. She goes, "Do you hate it?" This is just me and her, like her parents had our son yesterday. And so we had, this is one of these weird things that happens. We had nothing but ourselves for nine years. And now to have a 10 minute conversation without our son running around and knowing she's about to give birth at any moment, sure. uh, that these moments that y- you get it now. And I can get why my friends who all had kids when they were in their twenties or thirties were looking at me when I went to Las Vegas for like two or three weeks at a time with this envy. Because now for me to have 15 minutes with my wife just to have a conversation without Jameson running around, you just don't get it until you're there. But anyway, she was talking about that, and then we were talking about um, Balloon Party, and I go, i got to be honest with you, I really like it. She goes, oh, I just was worried it was your nightmare to have to... And I go, well, it's not... It's not. I, I think we're probably talking more sports than they want us to, <laughs> but... I'm enjoying it, and yeah. it's it's kind of become another outlet, like the podcast was an outlet. Yeah. And then I said, 
you know, the, but if you listen to the morning grind at the beginning or the morning after, the way you were attracted to the show most likely was sports. And then you stuck around for the dumb shittery. Mm. She goes, oh, I listened to the morning grind and I hated you. <laughs> and I go, I, when I hear clips of the morning grind, I hate me. God, have you ever listened? Well, you've listened to them. Yeah, I've cut some audio from it. What's going on there? What's going on with me? It's certainly different. God, I hate it. I can't tell you how much I hate it. Yeah. But in a way, it's good because it's so clear to me anyway. Now, maybe you're like, no, you're the same fucking nut. (laughs) But to me, how much I, in my opinion, have evolved. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely, it does not sound the same as as you right now. Uh, and also, I mean, grind days, you weren't running point, too. So I think that's certainly right. a factor. You know, you're playing a different role. Uh, and that just the times are different, too. Like topics that are discussed on the morning grind would certainly not be discussed on uh, TMA right now. Well, I don't know. I, I just like sometimes it'll people play clips and I go, oh, God. Yeah. Just it, it makes me cringe. But anyway, with regards to it all. The uh, the lesbianism thing for me, I have no idea what it's about. Uh, my interest, that is one thing that has not evolved. I truly feel like I'm right. Um, and by right, I mean I am all for free-for-alls. Um, th- that maybe that makes me in the minority. I don't know, but I'm all for it. But I think when we talk about, if like if Anna Marie were to come home, let's lay this out. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna, it's going to put me in a good place, too. Nice. If Anna Marie were to come home, and this is going to have to be a couple of years from now because she is 38 weeks pregnant I tomorrow. Ask, I was like, are we going to, she's still <laughs> yeah, pregnant in this situation? Yeah, it would be a whole situation. <laughs> That'd be really commitment to it. Uh, so in a couple of years and go, hey, I was out late and I wound up hooking up with, you know, whatever, name of female, ideally attractive. God, I mean, my, I say sitting here, here's, here's where I'd have a problem with it. Is if it were like just the hookup, the drunken hookup, I kind of don't think I would, which again, 100% acknowledgement, double standard. Right. What I would have a problem with is if they were communicating behind my back. Oh, like a premeditated hookup? Right. Yeah, I agree with you. That's the, because it's the trust thing. Yeah. If they, if you, if she communicated it openly with you during the process, right. All good. Or at least you could have some input, but. Other than that, and I think it's also double standard too, because if you, and this is the royal you, it's not necessarily you personally, but mm-hmm. if a guy were to hook up with another guy, would the girl feel the same way? Probably not, That's because the kink is at least at this moment in human history, the kink is the fantasy for the man to yes. be so desirable that he's with two women. Right now, for me. I recognize my place in the world order here, and having been uh, fortunate enough to participate in some of these events, the way it played out was exactly the way that I figured it would, which was, I'm there, but I'm essentially a throw-in in the trade. Sure, you're a player to be named later. Right, and and the parties involved are like, oh, well, he's here, but, you know, <laughs> he, can, he can hang out. He won't yeah. be really receiving too many at-bats. So, so with that said... That, to me, is the issue. I I do not really attach much emotion to sex, which, by the way, I think is, is evolved. Mm. But I know that, in particular, in this metropolitan area, uh, versus, let's say, if I were saying this in New York or Los Angeles or Miami or something like that, uh, I would say I'd be in a major minority, which might be an oxymoron. Mm. 
Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, it's more oh, – it's – and I want to say, like, progressive because it's everyone's personal preferences, but I believe those areas are more sexually progressive than, say, the area we currently reside in. And that's not an indictment of anybody because, like I said, personal preferences. No kink shaming. There is uh, – because I guess, like, in a way, I've been there. But, uh, you know, once, once you hack – I'd love to be able to tell some more stories, but <laughs> um, it's one of those things where you, you know, when you've done it and then you go, well, that was great. And it was, it was mm. wonderful. I'm not going to, I'm not going to understate it. Uh, it truly was wonderful. But you go, wow, all that for that, it was great. But it's not, it's not, once you have a wife and you've been together for, you know, 14 years, I mean, 2008, uh, and a child, and a soon to have another child, I don't ca- present whoever, whoever. It doesn't matter. There's no way in the world I am risking that for the whatever. Let's say I have a great run in me in the five minutes of, uh, of disappointment that I would cater <laughs> to whatever female you, 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 would, you would say for the purpose of the example. Sure. And I don't know if that's something that comes with, uh, so that so I'm presenting something that might maybe people wouldn't necessarily check those boxes off. But yeah, I, I don't attach emotion to sex, just don't. Um, and at the same time, there's no way in the world I would risk my family to have, you know, whatever a, a one evening thing or some kind of uh, affair or something along those lines. And that's not even a sweat. And that's, you know, put my, you get to a point, and you might have this happen. You might have already had it happen. Our audience is so male-dominated, though. That, But sometimes, I mean, I'm talking about once a quarter, maybe, I'll get a DM, and I'm kind of like, I think I know what's going on here. And it's it's represented as curiosity about the show. Sure. But if I, I sense that if I wanted to take it a certain direction... And I still remember the move, even though it's been a long time before I've had to use the move, or since I've had to use the move. I have a feeling I could advance the discussion in a direction if I wanted to. Mm-hmm. I now, you as a 23-year-old who's 6'1 and single, I would imagine this will be, if it hasn't already, coming your way. It's just what happened. Have you had it happen? Well, oh, you've had it happen. No, no. Well, that's, that's surprising because well, you went well. I picked up a read that you have. So well, I'm going to call on the flop here, and I'm going to see what happens on the turn. The well is because we don't have... And I and I mean this seriously. Any listeners who are female and twenty three <laughs> to twenty six, I'm yeah. gonna say I'm gonna put a strong. I know we have female listeners. There's no doubt in my mind, but they're probably at least over thirty years old. I do not think we have any. I think we do have some in their twenties, but I agree with you that they are very few and far between. Right, and so so then to reach out to you also being that it's yeah. just it's one of those things. It's not gonna, but I you know. FM could change the whole thing. Absolutely. <laughs> All of a sudden now, it's like we have Y98's audience. And with the app, I mean, who knows? Oh, yeah. It's, a, it's, just, it's an absolute free-for-all. They'll just DM it to me on the app. There's just, But I'm telling you, when I like the guy who, if you do hear on the Morning Grind, are we playing Morning Grind stuff on- A couple, uh, yeah. A couple like we? the Talon thing and some uh, Ask Oh, Tony the Talon thing is that's, glorious. That's the cat, Hall of Fame uh, stuff. The cat yeah. asking, do you want the photos anyway? <laughs> Every time I hear it, it is so good. And yeah. I'm also so- uh, admirable of his ability to stay in character. I could right. never do that. Never. Like you give me 10 times and I'd giggle through it. It's just amazing. So anyway, that guy 
that guy's a different guy. Mm -hmm. And I don't necessarily like that guy. I got to be honest with you. Um, I don't know if the guy in 2006 would have necessarily liked the guy in 2022. But do you think? But the guy in 2022 doesn't like the guy in 2006. I can, I can, the hundred percent tell you that. Yeah. Do you think a lot of people like their self 15 years ago, or do you think a lot of them recognize? Well, I mean, for you, you're going back to eight, right? But I'm, if you go like when you're 38 and look at yourself now, exactly. Yeah. Do you think a so that's lot what I was, of people? I said to Anna Maria, I don't even know how this came up. This is what, this is how we utilized our rare time together <laughs> is to talk about my fucking career. <laughs> so I, I actually in 15 years I'm gonna go. God, I didn't like the guy I was when I was 45. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but we were talking about a variety of things, and I said Jackson is such a good, well-adjusted kind, hardworking person. Appreciate it. Which you know, because I've said this when yeah. we're not on a, with microphones in front of us, uh-huh. that I don't know if you could ever necessarily be a... Take this as it's intended to be, Yeah, the personality that I had in 2006. Like, I had to be fucked up in order to, ha- in order to be that guy on the radio. You see what I'm saying? Like, oh, you couldn't be... That, not because of a talent thing, but because I had to be, I wasn't sleeping. Yeah. I really do listen to it. It's like, man, that guy said, like, if I didn't know any better, I would go, that guy's on cocaine. Like strung out, yeah. Yeah. Now, I know I wasn't, mm-hmm. but, you know, hell, yeah. if I was, I guess at this point I could say I was, but I know I wasn't. I had never done it. But that's what it sounds like. But I wasn't sleeping, and it was bad, and it went from 2003 to 2008, so it was a fucking mess. Um, So I, it's just... I th- I, th- I think I don't think you will look at yourself in 15 years and go, what the fuck was I doing at 23? I don't think so. I th- I am so different. And on top of it, most people don't get to go back and look at or hear right. themselves. They don't have. They might have a photo or two, but they don't have audio right. every single day of their right younger so that, adult life. That picture you have over there, which I can see of, of me, Doug, and Steve Savard from the KMOV. Oh, that's Iggy and you and Plowhawk. They've edited out Savard and put Iggy over Savard's face, and they've been compared before. <laughs> right, uh, certainly in size. <laughs> <laughs> that person doing that job. I look at that and I go, man. That motherfucker should have been looking to do um, so much with television, and uh-huh. I just wasn't because I was happy. Yeah, the enemy of ambition is satisfaction. Right, and I was satisfied. I was making money from radio, not a whole lot, but it was nice to comp with my uh, or to combine with my television comp. That I'm just like, oh, I'm in my hometown. I'm making this much, you know, good amount of money. Be good amount of money now, much less then. And so I'm in hindsight, I go, God, if I would, I mean, even though I don't know if I would have wanted to do it, but that guy there could have gone and done some things at that moment that this guy now couldn't, nor would I have any interest in doing because I'm single. I'm, I've got a full head of hair, which so helped me is the most important part of the thing, as dumb as it sounds in television. Um, so I don't necessarily look at that guy and go, fuck that guy. But I, I listen to the guy on the morning grind and go, fuck that guy. For yeah. real, fuck that guy. And I hate that it exists. But part of me when I hear it is like, I hate it, but I'm glad that I can hold it up and go, at least I am not that guy now. Yeah. Not to say I'm great now, but at least I'm not that motherfucker. Yeah. I, I always, I, I'm, I yield back to every time we do a sound story, you never hear people... When they talk about their lives, 
so much, so little of his focus on their career, so much more. I know, his focus isn't that on, amazing? So much more his focus on family. So I think when you get down, especially later in life, your regrets won't be that you didn't take this job or that job. It will be, you know, I wish I spent more time with this person or that person, you know. So I think it, when you look back on yourself, you should take stock of what you do have and how you got that. Now, I, that's a very nice perspective, especially at uh, 23, year old, 23 years old, they have that perspective, which reminds me, I was going to talk about this, uh, sound story. We are doing them. We're going to have the video capability. I mean, we have these cameras here. It's the same yeah. studio that we do at um, TMA in. We do Balloon Party in the 101 ESPN studios, which are down the hall. Um, and uh, and now for those of you, we haven't priced it out for the video element. Some people just might not want it, but if you are interested in the video element, because that will be a that'll be a, another opportunity for a sound story. I think a lot of people like having that. Yeah. Um, so that's an opportunity. Jackson is now doing them. Um, you can go to, is this up, is, is, is you a, is an option up at mysoundstory.com? Not yet, but I, by the end of the week, I'll be up okay. there. And we got Doug and you up there. So. so to be just straightforward on it, to get an interview with me or Doug is $500. Yeah. And you might go, fuck that, it's too much. Or you might go, oh, that's worth it to have my family member interviewed by uh, Tim or Doug. But I know for a lot of people, five hundred dollars, five hundred dollars for a lot of people anyway is, is is a lot of money. And I've had a, I would say one out of probably closer to one out of ten than one out of five over the years that we've started this, say, oh, I want to do it, but I just can't, I can't do five hundred dollars right now, and I hate that. And so with hiring the Plowhawk for Sound Story, uh, that now makes Jackson available, and Jackson's price point is $200. And I will tell you this, and this is, I mean, it's a compliment and you're sitting here, but even if you weren't sitting here, I'd say this, you have seen me and Doug do these, or you've seen and heard me and Doug do these, uh-huh. and you you get the way to do them. Right. So even though Jackson might be a quote-unquote discount, it's not a discount in quality. And there's not a doubt in my mind that Jackson will do a hell of a job with these, so for those of you who are interested in Sound Story, but you're going, I just can't pay five hundred dollars. I get it. Well, here is an option for two hundred dollars, and uh, and that would be Action Jackson, who I I think you will do a hell of a job. I think it might be. I, I'll tell you what. I think it might be the best buy. Yeah, I think it might well, be the best buy I, for two hundred dollars. And I appreciate that, and I really look forward to it doing will be my a first filling thing for you. Yeah, I'm really you know, like you said, I've had the. Uh, the opportunity to witness Doug and Tim do probably 30 or 40 of these. Yeah. And, and that's like, you know, there's no really way to teach stuff like this, but that's the best way to learn is just to, to watch and listen to two guys have been doing this for the larger part of their whole lives, interviewing people and to see how they do it. That's as good as uh, any journalism school or any media school is going to get you. And you're a, you're a conversationalist and you know the program. The sure. answer, your questions come from their answers. Right, exactly. So, it's so. a lot more listening than it is talking. 100%. 100%. So, mysoundstory.com or if you want to set one up, teamacurnan at insidestl.com. Really, truly, I read that email on TMA today uh, from the uh, listener who was planning on having her mom and her three or four siblings come in and do one right before the pandemic. The pandemic hits and then they're like, oh, we're not going to do it. Well, since then, two of them have passed away, and her mom now is uh, dealing with a couple of things. And she's just like, it just crushes me that I never got it done because you just think they will be around. Yeah. Now, in this case, it wasn't necessarily a choice with the pandemic. Um, 
it happened and, you know, you're talking about people who are older, it's a different deal. But uh, if you want to come into Hubbard or if you want to do it over Zoom, we can do it. I still haven't done with my mom. And I gotta, I've got to get that done. Yeah. I've got to get that done. Um, we love doing them. And I guess we're having somebody come in here soon who's just going to talk as a gift to his mother and his wife oh, yeah. to talk about yeah. his... That's the thing that I really feel like is a... You know, I mean, if I gave Anna Marie that for you know, her birthday coming up or Valentine's Day. I don't know how that would necessarily, oh, you're going to do what you do for a living is your gift to me. You know, that wouldn't necessarily, you know. But, That's the thought that counts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but um, with that said, uh, we have the studios, we have the ability to do it, and I think that's another direction to take this. So anyway, mysoundstory.com. Uh, check it out. All right, next up, next up, what would you go with? Olive and Oak Burger, Pauly Mano's, Pizza Go-Go, sitting at a bar, and there's a 48% chance of tripping. Where you, where do you go with that? Option four. But okay, all right, if... take option four out, which we're both on, we agree on. You know, I've never had any of those three. Oh, my God. Treats. Fuck off. No, I've really? I've never had any. Well, Paul Mano's, I've, probably, I've heard nothing but great things about it, and I know exactly where it is, right there on Olive. Yeah, it's Olive. right down. It's probably a 10-minute drive from yeah, where we are. Yeah, for sure. Um, I've heard the boys downstairs at Cafe El Balago, they're uh, relatives. Oh, really? Yeah. Very cool. Um, uh, the O&O, I've had their pizza countless times, but I've never had the burger, never dined in the restaurant proper. And then Pizza Go-Go, I've never gone down there. So I guess I got to hit all three and then I can give a preferred answer. But if I had to say like burger, pizza, or just like Italian food, I'll take Italian food. Every yeah. day of the week. The tough thing is they're not, it's not like you're going Olive and Oak Burger, High Point Burger, Max. Right. You see what I'm saying? So it's right. a, it, it, the, the honest answer, of course, is the tripping. But then if I, it's it, my honest answer is I'm thinking, it depends on my mood. Sure. Paul Mano's pack a lunch because you're going to have a feast. Yeah. But it, I, it, I, cause in my mind, the only time I would be on 270 North up until we started working here was to go to Paul Mano's. It shows you how little I travel outside or of the my, airport. I go 170 on that. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. So every time I get on 270 to come doing the show, I'm like, Paul Mano's got to get there. You know, <laughs> yeah. that's what I think of when right. I, yeah, it's, it's you, amazing at 270 you, Olive. You turn right instead of turn left. That's exactly that's the right. difference, yeah. So I love it. But Pizza Go-Go has become a Friday tradition for me. I got to try it. It's so good. I've gotten my it. parents addicted to it. It's really. so good. And then the Olive and Oak Burger is one of the best burgers in St. Louis. I've heard great things about that. My and, parents like that. And yeah. Olive and Oak, it, it's beyond the burger. I mean, that uh, cowboy ribeye, the octopus is an ass, uh, appetizer. It's a, it's a whole thing. It's a good for first date restaurant. That's a, that's a night. You're going first date, you're, you're kind of going, That's a, you're ratcheting your game up on the first date, but I'm out of the scene. So right. I don't know. Maybe that's the play. Is that what people are doing? First date, Olive and Oak? I think I think it's just a great date. It's showing an ability to get a table. That's 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 a status symbol in some capacity. That'd right. be easy to get a table. And that's when you plant someone to come over and say, "Hey, you, Action Jackson from TMA." Absolutely. That's that's when you know that you yeah. are not self conscious. That's gonna that's gonna really attract the ladies. <laughs> How about this one here? This Timmy recaps. I'm telling you, he's a superstar of QFTA. What kind of student were you throughout your academic years? Were you a good student? Do you always have the cranial? And all angles approach you now showcase while growing up. Uh, could you, for me, define cranial? Shows that I don't necessarily have it even now. Cranial? That's yeah. like your brain, I right. guess. Right. That's, that's, I, was, I was taking out of context that I assume that's what it means. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Uh, similar to the Jesuit approach to critical thinking, was that always your approach? Did you question things, enjoy debating things, question things in a philosophical or emotional manner? 
and somewhat of an off-topic question, were you always neurotic about counting each dollar spent, each calorie consumed? I'm that way now, but there was a pivotal moment a few years ago that made me begin to approach things that way, and now my entire day is thrown off if I don't track those things, along with so many other weird, quirky things I log, wondering if the same is true for you. Uh, apologies if you answered anything along these lines before. It's a great fucking question. It really is. Yeah, I like how it's multiple. There's multiple layers to it. Yeah. Um, let me uh, let me go to you first. I can't imagine you're doing all the weird shit I'm doing with my health Not chart, the my finances. No, and all no, that no, stuff. no, no. I don't do that. It's, it's no. so I view it as obsessive compulsive. That's how yeah, I view it. Yeah, that's definitely in that category. I, uh, I go through like stretches where I track calories in that one, my fitness pal thing. I like doing that sometimes, but I often just don't eat until like dinner time. So I don't really do much. You don't eat until dinner time? Uh, I'll have like a granola bar or maybe a light lunch, but I try to keep it more towards earlier dinner. I like I like to have dinner right at six so that I can be in ready for bed by eight thirty. Um, but I would say to the first part about like what kind of student I was. Uh, I was often doing the, not the least amount of work, but I figured out that if you turned in every assignment and paid attention to about half of class, you could at least get a C. So that's what I did. I turned in every assignment. Bare fucking minimum, as they call it. Yeah. Well, but there'd be kids who wouldn't turn in every assignment. I thought that was simple. Like that was stupid not to just do that stuff, which is easy, especially in college, like attendance points. Give me that. I can show up. Uh, and then if I'm there, I might learn something. Uh, it, just, it also depends on the subject math. I was so bad at. But history and English, I was always good at. And then I think I had a turning point my sophomore, junior year of college. I took this course called Intro to Peace Studies, and it taught critical thinking. And it said, you know, basically, whatever you think of something first, try to think of it from a different perspective. And that really turned my mind on how I thought about things. So probably right around then is when my mindset kind of changed when I mm. thought, you know, maybe everything that I thought was right has another angle to it. That's good that you had that recognition early right. in life, relatively speaking. Uh, the way he laid this out, what kind of student was, I'll go case by case. Um, I look back on it with disappointment in this sense. I could have, I was getting A's in B's without trying. So it's disappointing to me that I didn't try. Mm. At the same time, I'm doing what I wanted to do. And for what I wanted to do, once I got into the Missouri Journalism School, I I quote unquote knew. Now, I now realize that what would have happened if I couldn't have done it? I was putting my eggs in one basket, which was not a smart strategy. Uh, that once I got in, I'm like, well, my GPA means nothing. It's how yeah. I'm going to perform on on camera. That, sure. that it's going to matter. So I don't need to worry. And at that point, I just I never went to class. Never went to class, which is why I didn't graduate. I mean, I had hours left, but it wasn't because I was failing. I just didn't give a shit. I'm like, yeah. the name of the game is what I do on air, uh, which happened to be right. But if I wouldn't have been able to do it, or if I would have been come becoming capacitated, or if my hair loss wouldn't have uh, start, you know, would have started yeah. earlier. Right. Uh, the fact that I had no fallback, not something I would recommend. Um, but I was a good student, but it wasn't because of effort. Uh, did you always have the cranial and all angles approach you now showcase while growing up? I don't think so. 
Um, but at the same time, uh, as Timmy recaps asked, he said there was a, a pivotal moment for him. I didn't necessarily have a pivotal moment. The questioning of things, I guess that I, I can recall, and I've told this story before, it, uh, it irritates some of my favorite people in the world at St. Louis U High when I say it, but I have to say it because it is the truth, and those of you who've listened to the podcast for a long time know exactly what I'm going to say. Jackson, what am I going to say right now? Something about dogma. Essentially, yeah, yeah that's right. I'm sitting in a theology class my freshman year at St. Louis U High, probably 13 years old, young for my class, and thinking, how in the world could anybody not believe in God? And it just so happens that, you know, four years later, or maybe it was 94 at that point, um, yeah, it would have been four years later, thinking, how in the world could somebody believe in God? Mm. And I feel like there had to have been something, not something as far as traumatic. No, by the moment. But it, I, I, but I don't think necessarily even a moment, but maybe it was a moment where it isn't because it's anti-God, it's because it's um, my, the, my way of thinking changed. And it's not that I, here at 45 years old, so, you know, long removed from that, damn near 28 years, do I look down on people? Or if anything, honestly, I think I look up to people who have great faith, whatever faith it is. Take your pick. doesn't have to be, you know, what I, w- I was raised Catholic. Um, I would imagine it's a much more peaceful way to go through life uh, and also experience death. Mm. But for me, that's not where I am. I don't want to say I'm necessarily, I think I think for a certain type of faith, I'm envious of it. For the Americanization of Christianity that wins you elections and condemns those who aren't on your side, I am the furthest thing from envious of that. Uh, I loathe that. Uh, that. That isn't what I learned in uh, school. I don't know what that is, but I know it wins the elections, but it isn't, it, it sure as hell isn't what I read. Maybe there's, maybe there's a new book since I was reading the book, but um, it, it's, it's certainly awfully popular uh, with a portion of our population right now. So I, I look at things from an analytical standpoint. I also wonder this, I've been trying to figure out And this is going to take us down a totally different path than the question intended. Why those who would consider themselves on the left are on the left, and why those who are on the right would consider themselves on the right? Because I think in both cases, even if somebody who's on the left looks at somebody on the right and goes, what in the world? How could they possibly think that? Or vice versa. I don't think the vast majority are doing it with evil, the evil intent that those on the other side assign to it. You follow what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. Like, in other words, both think they're doing the right thing. Both yes. think they're good. Yeah, exactly. And one of the things I think, and it's not intended to be a criticism or a compliment of either, and if you take out the various groups that will just automatically vote one way because that is the way the group has been told they have to vote. And you can take, you can probably pick 10 different groups on that. Um, I, I could be wrong on this, 
I almost feel like one thought process is more, I don't even know the word, analytical, for lack of a better term, and one is more emotional. And and I don't know if that's what it is, and then that's that. It, 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 at the core is the divide. But maybe it's it's a simple a simplification, and so I I wonder if that is at its core how people go off into their different parties. When I could sit across from Doug, for example, somebody who I'm virtually certain has totally different political views, but think the world of as a, as a, as a person and somebody right. I've worked with forever. I don't know. I'm trying because I'm, I'm. It's something that. You know, there was that 60 minute story. I think we talked a little bit about it last week on having two people from two opposite sides of uh, worldviews on politics sit and talk together. And the other person reads the other person's biography and then they have a conversation. But if they were just to talk about politics, all hell would break loose. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't I don't know. I'm because it's like, how do you how does how does somebody get there? Whatever it is, whether it be extremely left or extremely right or moderately left or moderately right, how does the, what's what's the what's the genesis of that? And I I I I'm I'm asking the question without an answer, but I'm providing a theory. Um, but I don't I don't know. I don't. I also don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I think too often people align with something and then go along with it because they're either their party or their side is going along with it. When I think most people individually feel one way about one thing and they might feel differently about their party, like differently about something that their party thinks about. And so it goes back and forth. But I think you're right in the sense that it's fueled by what I believe is right and how the world should work. Not, And it's not based on malice or that the other right. pe- people are dead wrong. It's just that I think the way I think is correct. And so then, therefore, in 2022, you are more apt to get your information from a place that confirms it and or fuels it. Sure. And then when somebody is taking the opposite mindset, then they oftentimes are going to be citing things that you, getting information from another source, view as false. Right. And then you either think that person is dumb or passing off a lie. Yes, yes. And so if you feel like somebody is sitting across from you or you are reading something where somebody is lying to you, automatically the reaction is to be dismissive, irritated, pissed off, whatever, whatever, whatever negative yeah. feel it is. And I think that's, you know, Jack Danforth was on this podcast in 2017 and he said, and I, and five years later, I still agree with the thought process the core issue is if I get my information from this place and it's different information from where you get your information, then we try to have a conversation on policy. We can't possibly do that because we both have two different sets of facts. Right. 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 And then that becomes a battle of information. Right. Information of what's is, true. Right. And who's sourcing it. Whereas I think if we looked at it from a more methodical standpoint, how are you arriving at this thought about it? I think you'd find more common ground than, like you said, your knee-jerk reaction to hearing information different than the one you've been provided is to disagree because you think either the person's lying or is misrepresenting the truth from a from an unintentionally you know it's not intended to be malicious right which is natural and i think that it has become more of a trend recently because we've never had more sources of information than we have right now not only do you have the air i mean the air that gets bigger and bigger every day so 
more things come out, more information is passed on, and whoever's right or wrong and who obtains the information, that's what they're building their ideas off of. And like you said, if you have different sets of data, how could you possibly have a conversation? Right. And that I think is, I really do feel is at the core, because from my standpoint, most of this stuff started in the mid-1990s and then was exacerbated by social media. That's where I'm coming from on it. Now, others might see it differently, um, but that's where I'm coming from on it. Uh, Hey, before we go into our next question, uh, I would like to tell you about Munganass, stlouisaccurate.com and altontoyota.com. That's Jamie Burkhardt. That's Clayton Patterson. If you would like a connection directly to them, email me, tmckernan at insidestl.com, or contact me on social media, DM me, and I am happy to make an introduction. They're the best. Get my car from there. I recommend you do as well. New car, pre-owned car, or even if you didn't get your car from Munganast, you can get your car repaired, serviced at Munganast. Let me introduce you to Jamie Burkhardt or Clayton Patterson and let them take great care of you. It's Munganast, stlouisacura.com, altontoyota.com, the official automotive provider of the Tim McKernan Show podcast. Jackson, why don't you tell the people about Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies? I'd surely be happy to. Could you close that blind just a tad Oh, are you bit? getting hit by the... Yeah, I'm just, it's like I'm trying to catch a pass over the middle at uh, AT&T Stadium. All right. There we go. Perfect. We got it. Yep. Mark, Mark, you'll you'll enjoy that. I wanted uh, clear eyes when I when I spoke clear about eyes, gold you. pants can't lose. Right, clear eyes. Mark Hanna can't lose. Nice, really yeah, nice, really strong. Mark is the best. He really is. I was in a situation eight nine months ago where, you know, I was making some money. Finally, you know, making more than the minimum wage I would make at a movie theater, and uh, I wanted to do something more productive with my money than just have it sit in a savings account. So I I got in contact with Mark Hanna. And what he did is he educated me. He asked me what my goals were, what my situation was right now, you know, what's my short-term and long-term goals. And from there, what he did was he educated me on what the best plan was for me individually. And that's what he'll do for you. He's not going to give you a cookie-cutter plan that worked for this guy or worked for that lady, but, you know, who knows if it's going to work for you. Mark does. Mark knows exactly what's going to work for you. He's going to educate you on that. And you're just going to sleep better at night, truly. And then he's going to give you a call every six months, maybe a year, and you guys are going to have a conversation about if goals change, the situation change, and from there he'll help you uh, navigate that. And that's what makes Mark so special is that he's not only so gifted when it comes to helping people out financially, but he's just gifted as a person. Like he's a, a wonderful person to talk to. And you know, every time I get off the phone with Mark, I just say, man, I'm really lucky to have this guy helping me out with my financial future. So if you don't have anybody, you don't have a plan, give Mark Hanna a call and he straightens you out. That's all that happens. And from there, you got the best in the business working with you. And if you already have someone, I'd really consider making the switch because Mark is the best. There it is. Mark Hanna, Evergreen Wealth Strategies, 314-889-0503 or go online at evergreenstl.com. Mark Hanna, Evergreen Wealth strategies all right let me take a look and see what we've got going on here uh hey cuties i was in and out of listening this morning because of work but i caught enough to know the app is live so i downloaded it man oh man that app really is it's uh, online or not online the app store the morning after stl tma stl app it is incredible uh it's really user-friendly I'm kind of dumb when it comes to technology, so uh, not quite to Spready's level, but I'm going not too strong in that area. So if I'm an idiot like me, can register and navigate it. That's an endorsement. Couple questions. Maybe they were later addressed. I haven't had the chance to PLTD yet. 
What do rewards points get listeners? Expired Mizzou tickets or a chance <laughs> to select a smoke-infused sex toy from Ken's closet like the old days? Because if so, I'm in all day. Also, if I PLTD from the Apple Podcast app, does that track the numbers for rewards? Or do I need to PLTD from the podcast link in the app itself? I assume the latter. Great stuff, boys. The app, the YouTube feed, and the fact that when I'm driving, I can pick up the show driving under the McKnight overpass is awesome. Happy for all of you for the move. Much, much deserved. Thanks and go dogs. That's from Alan Dadeville. Uh, Alan Dadeville. Love Alan Dadeville. Great guy. Yeah. Uh, I, I can answer some. I cannot answer yeah, some of them. I can't answer some of them either. Yeah, but uh, I can definitely find out, and we can give it out on TMA for the great Alan Dadeville. Um, I'll forward it to you so you can answer Yeah, them. listener rewards are... Uh, they're going to be real. They're yeah, they're very real, real and there's and there's a ton of flexibility with that. Like, eventually, when things relax, you might be able to come in, or you have very like great seating at the next live event to you know an autographed piece of merch from every single person on the dais. There, there's so much that goes into it, and uh, I mean, there, we have a whole box of some of Doug's stuff over there. If you like that suspension logule, maybe you will get to possess the suspension logule. Maybe you will get to possess the lemon gong. There's seriously, you know, limitless opportunities with the listener rewards, but uh, getting in there and getting in there often is the key to get uh, ranked up so that you can be uh, first in line for those listener rewards. As to if you just podcast on Apple, I do not know how that will be tracked. I can get in contact with the fine web folks who made this app quick in a hurry, quick, fast, and in a hurry. You know, we were given an original date of when it was going to come out, and it's super, I mean, it's come out way quicker than they anticipated. Yeah, it was going to be the end of the first quarter. Now it's mid-January, and here it is. Right. So, I mean, so awesome. So I can ask them how that will all work so that we can make sure that everyone is on the same page when it comes to listener rewards. There it is. Uh, Thank you, Al in Dadeville. Uh, Let's see. What else do we have? Uh, Oh, question for Jackson. Oh, sick. Fuck this. (laughs) My narcissism won't allow it. Question for Jackson. Understanding this is your first, quote, real job out of school, and you've Clearly been a fan of the show for many years. What has the experience been like transitioning from fan to coworker? What has been the biggest surprise being in the room? Thanks. That's from Big Tuft. Wow. I'm wow. anxious to hear your answer to this. That's, a really, that's, a, that's a really cool question. Um, what do we got? I'm better than you expected, I think. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Certainly look nice. better. That's for that's sure. Um, nice. The I think the biggest transition going from fan to staff, essentially, is... Using that to your advantage. What did you like to hear as a fan? What did, what are some things you liked about, you know, I had to think back, what did I love about the show? What did I not like about it? What did I, you know, something like, so especially for like best ofs, what did I like to hear? What did I not like to hear? Um, links, audio, all that stuff, I think has been, uh, it's been v- very valuable to think from a fan's perspective while working on the show. And I think that is something I personally have utilized uh, the biggest surprise is just how, like, cool and nice everyone is on the show, like, when we're not in front of a microphone. Like, when I tell you Doug Vaughn is the most effortlessly funny human being in the entire world, at any moment, he will make you laugh. Yeah. You could be in the worst mood ever, and Doug will make you laugh. He is effortlessly funny. He does it without trying. That's incredible. Tim, Iggy, Plowsy, Matt Rocchio, back at KFNS, just, and now here, coming yeah. here. Uh, just one like wonderful human beings that you could text whenever and they'll help you out with whatever you need. Um, and I think that uh, and the listeners too, man. Like the listeners are so cool. Look and, at what happened with the Joe Basler Memorial right, Fund. Exactly. It's like twenty six thousand dollars. Yeah. That's that speaks to the quality of the audience. Exactly. Yeah, to echo what you're saying on Doug, um, I couldn't 
I couldn't agree more. Right. Um, it's at twenty eight thousand one ninety five dollars as we're as we're sitting here right now. Um, he's he's just he, and he's also you know I was talking with somebody who works here actually who um, has known Doug for a long time. He's like, I don't think people know how great of an athlete he was. Right. Right. But he would never ever talk about it. No, it's not in his DNA to yeah. be a guy who's braggadocious or he's he's one of the most self-aware human beings I've uh, I've come in contact with. Now then how do you explain the cooking of the fish? <laughs> oh well, that is a that's just a social uh, <laughs> social cue that he is not really picking up on on that one, but uh, it makes for great content as I've said content is king. Amen. The last thing I'll say about um I think that I I truly and this is a hundred percent serious. I, I sometimes I have to like think really hard. I'm like, wow, I really get a chance to do what I do, and it's really awesome. Because some days, I mean, and it happens in every single job. You're gonna have days where you're just like, man, I am doing too much. I am busy as hell, and you know, I still got more work to do, and, yeah. it's, and it's hard. But then I, I just, I always think, tell myself, think back. If I were to tell myself my senior year of college that in a year you get to produce the morning after. I mean, I'd be as happy as, as any human being could ever be. So you have to think back on that. And even in the moments where you're like, man, this is really killing me, it's like you still get to produce the morning after and, and dick around for upwards of five to six hours a day and get paid to do it. So, you know, it could be a lot worse. I see guys when I drive, I get up early. So I see people in a gas station if I get need like a bottle of water or something, and I'll see them in their hard hats and their vests, and it's going to be 98 degrees out that day. And they're about to go work eight hours in the hot sun doing manual labor. Feels pretty nice to just kind of dick around with your friends on the on the radio. Well, that's a great thing to hear, Action Jackson. What a wonderful sentiment. I appreciate it, and it's, it's all 100 percent true. It's really been uh, a great blessing and uh, and a wonderful experience that I'll that I'll hold on to for the rest of my life to be able to uh, produce this show with the quality of the people, not only on the show but the audience and the sponsors with that. It's uh, it's been a really, really great experience, and I can't wait for many more years of this. God bless America. Look at Action Jackson. A warm sentiment here. Well, I'm a sentimental um, guy at heart. Uh, on uh, QFTA. I'll say this. This is the truth. Um, had you not been a part of the show when this opportunity presented itself over the last however many months or shit, almost a year, really, um... I don't know if I would have been as comfortable with taking on everything that we have took on. Is that right? That we have took on. That we have on? taken on? That we have taken on. on. Yep. That we have taken on. Fun with phonics. Yeah. Uh, so, but knowing that not only you could and would do it, but that you could and would do it without uh, or with a positive attitude and with enthusiasm. That that gave I'm like I think we can do this TMA all day thing and I think it's something that could really wind up hitting right and uh, and then when they came to me about the 101 show and they go who do you want to do the show with and I'm just like you know the, I want to do it with Jackson because we already do what I want to do on 101 yeah. on the podcast right. and I know it's one of those things just like TMA like a Riz show you know if any broke. You know, so you stick with the thing that's working. For sure. So that was a big factor in all of this. Um, so that's a, that's a major credit to you. I think, you know, I really do, you know, Iggy talks about his book that'll never get written. 
I think he said Ben Fred's going to ghostwrite it. <laughs> he said Ben Hockman is. Oh, Hockman. As we're sitting here, by the way, I'm texting with Ben Fred. Yeah. Ben Fred took some shrapnel on our Daniel Wallach interview this morning. Yeah. And they're going back and forth on Twitter. So I'm like trying to, because I don't want him to think I'm not, and I have responded to him, even though I'm mid-podcast hosting. Right. Uh, so, yeah, because Dan, Daniel Wallach went after Ben Fred and Joel Courier for their article. Yeah. And I wanted to have Wallach on because I knew he had a different perspective than I had, but I did think it wasn't the article, it was Bob Blitz. Yeah. And so, but my style of interviewing is is not the is not the cable news style of interviewing. Well, hold on, you're saying this, but you said that you know that like like you're trying a case. Right, 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 right. Mine is to let somebody expound, and then when we're done, say what I agree with, say what I disagree with. But the minute it becomes contentious, you're challenging, then the guest isn't comfortable, and it turns into then it becomes more about me as the interviewer, not yeah. about getting. And I just I I recognize that, and I just that's not what I want to do. It's not not my style of interviewing. So anyway, uh, him and Daniel Wallach, because Daniel Wallach came after him on uh, Twitter, they're going back and forth, I guess, on Twitter, and Ben and I are exchanging messages about uh, Daniel Wallach and him going back and forth on Twitter. Anyway, what was I about to say? What was I saying? Now this is the challenge. What the fuck was I talking about? Uh, something about our move over here and TMA all day. and Oh, balloon oh the book. No, the book. Oh, the book. I was over over four there. Yeah, you were throwing things out, and I was about to believe. <laughs> but I really do. I kind of. I can't remember what I was talking about with somebody. Oh, with Gabe. It always goes oh, back the to Colonel. Gabe. The Colonel. This is good. All right. God, how did this get going? Let's settle in here. Yeah. Get a beverage. Talk. What were we talking about? Oh. We were talking about something. Oh, he was on balloon party earlier in the day, and then he followed up with something. He goes, "Oh, by the way, why did you, why why did you go to new station?" And I just wrote back dollar signs. And he goes, all right, that's usually the answer. I go, yeah, I mean, that's, you know. Yeah, I mean. That's the deal. I got, got you boys more money, too. Yeah, no, no doubt. And, uh, you know, but also it's a, it's a, it's an opportunity to do more. And, you know, I was talking about putting all eggs in one basket. It's, we've also diversified. Yep. If Balloon Party completely fails, all right, fine. We have TMA, we have Sound Story, we have the podcast. If three of the four fail but one hits, we're good. If all four fail, eh. And in my <laughs> mind... I am going to be living in Jupiter, Florida soon. That's the, my wife and I were talking about. That's another thing we talked about yesterday. Outside of my career, we're just like, we don't live when we're here. But it's a thing that if you haven't experienced it, it's good because you don't know ignorance what you're missing. Yeah, ignorance is bliss. I remember listening to some interview, and I, and I can't remember who it was with, and it might have been Stern conducting the interview. I don't know. It might have been like a... Dan Patrick interview. I have no idea, but the person said, "If you like, I think it was like flying private. It's a dangerous thing to get used to if it's not something that you can sustain. Not mm. that I believe anybody uh, in this studio is flying private, but I do know you went to Horton Watkins, so I suppose right. it's fifty-fifty. Right. So this isn't about not being anybody can move down there. I mean, I'm talking about from a call. It's not like you're moving to Manhattan. No, but." The issue, of course, is picking up and moving and then job and so on and so forth. But for what I do, uh, Hubbard was like, we want you in St. Louis at the very least for the first year. And then my wife was pregnant. And so it's like, we know we're not going to be living in Jupiter in the spring of 2022. But the last in 2018, 19, 20 and 21, we have. And so my son seeing snow for him, that is not something he's really experienced. Right, right. And so... We were talking about that. 
uh, yesterday and how it's just, yeah, this is this isn't what we want. We're not we're not mad at St. Louis. It's just we've been able to experience something else. And for us, for us, we're not saying other people to each their own. Some people love the different seasons and they love the snow and whatever. God bless. But for us, we prefer that, you know, warmth year round, even if it's hotter than hell with humidity and rain at three o'clock every day. So Gabe and I were bullshitting and he said something along the lines of it's going to be our 25th anniversary from graduating. And he goes, we ought to get the guys together from our journalism class. It was four of us, one who works at the Golf Channel now, uh, one who worked at MTV and Gabe who's at Power Mizzou and, and me. And I'm like, yeah, man, it'll be great. And I'm going, fuck, 25 years. That's it. That's absolute, I thought. And then we started bullshitting about a variety of things. Oh, and the stag bar in West Palm that we uh, saw Mark McGuire at in 1998. Oh, wow. Yeah. Now, this is is 1998 Mark McGuire. I don't know if there was a bigger star in sports. Maybe Tiger and Jordan. For real, though. I mean, it's it's nuts as it might sound now because Tiger and Jordan have stood the test of time. If anything, might have bigger legacies now. Certainly in the case of Tiger uh, and Jordan now than then but mark mcguire we're sitting there it's like one or two in the morning the place is in west palm i think it's off okeechobee if anybody's looking for it uh and uh and mark mcguire walks in by himself and and, and in a complete talk about an evolution of self-awareness i'm like what the hell's he doing here (laughs) never mind i'm fucking sitting there right and then you know so uh, you know, and then, you know, six years later, I'd be at those places in West Palm with a wide variety of, not a wide variety, but like five different members of the organization, sure. the players. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and so I, I said, Gabe goes something like, I wonder if that place is still there. I said, I got to be honest with you. <laughs> Two years ago, we went. <laughs> <laughs> and it's still there. It's just under a different name. Sure. You know, it's not very far from where we live when we're down there. Yeah. And he goes, oh, I gave up the strip club thing. I think I don't think I've been one, to one since then. And I go, yeah, I have for the most part over the last 10 years. But during the aughts, I, I had, a, you know, a number of experiences with strippers yeah. beyond, uh, you know, their their place of business back at my place. And by the way, I, I, I have no apologies for that. It was, it was good. It wasn't like something I'd sacrifice my life for. But, you know, as a single guy, you know, yeah. I don't give a fuck. Whatever. What's you the know? difference? Yeah. Everyone's got to make a buck. <laughs> yeah, I don't I mean, it was, you know. Uh, but, yeah, I think I've, uh, whatever, you know, that's that's the deal. Um, and then there was one particular evening where my significant other brought back two or th- two strippers. It was the least popular MFFF. Oh, that's not, yeah, that's not even on the radar talking about popularity. Yeah. And I think I was sitting there, like, playing Madden <laughs> at two in the morning, and she brought back two strippers that is like every it's 13 year old's dream I'm, to be playing madden and then all of a sudden I'm, three beautiful I'm women walk dead in. serious that it i it, I feel like there were four i guess when you include me it was the fourth but yeah and it just and you just go fuck like there isn't any part of me that goes well that was wrong you know or i would yeah. tell my son or my soon-to-be-born son that to me, that's kind of why we play the games. Right, fucking early, leave late. <laughs> right. I mean, I have, I don't, you know, I, I, I'd be all fine with it now, much less then. Yeah. So, 
you know, I look back on, and I was just bullshitting with Gabe. It wasn't like intended to be a brag. It yeah. happened as, as is the case with any of these, as I alluded to earlier in the podcast, I assure you, nobody was really happy that I was there. Right. You know, you were there if, I wa- if I wouldn't have been there, I don't think anybody would have been like, oh, fuck. I think they'd have been like, great. <laughs> you know, nobody has to take a bullet. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, that happened and Gabe goes, God, I really can't wait till you write a book. <laughs> I, go, I guess I, I just to me, I, but I guess maybe these things are, I, so I'm sitting there thinking to myself, when I think about writing a book, I'm not necessarily talking about like, threesomes and foursomes and the, the uh, whatever, I think either the eightsome or the tensome that, that, that occurred. I, I'm thinking of like the work stuff. Yeah. Because that stuff. Yeah. I mean, I could read Hugh Hefner's book for stuff. Yeah. Like I mean, who, and nobody's really like, God, I, you know, this guy's been doing AM radio in St. Louis. He's had to have been with all the greats. Sex Lord Tim McCurdy. Yeah. You know, nobody wants to hear that. I guess Gabe did, yeah. but <laughs> Gabe always bring it strong. <laughs> but I'm like, yeah, I'm not really that when I write the book, if I were to, and I'm like, how would I start it? And I'm dead. I, I, as I was thinking about it, because he texted me, I'm like, maybe I really do need to do it and just give it to you. Cause you're 22 years younger than me. Yeah. You're going to outlast me. That way it can be there. The people who would sue me or who do want to kill me, um, will have been gone by then too. And then like the real stories can be told. Right. Exactly. The issue right now is, is that, you know, the real stories, they'll, they'll come with repercussions, yeah. but they're true. Everything I mean, fuck, would, yeah. they're true. And I know, I already know how I'd start it. Cause it's, it's a perfect way to start it. It starts with dead serious. I mean, I got to get better at teasing, but maybe this is a good tease. Maybe it's not. I'm driving down, 270 south about to get on 44 east to go to steak and shake at Lindbergh and uh, 44 right by Viani. Yeah. Steak and shake. I don't know if it's still functioning or not. That I, one. I don't, I don't think it is. I had just gone to see Artie Lang perform at, um, what the fuck's the name of the funny bone. Right. Hadn't seen him, seen him since we had done the show together in 2013. This is 2017. And it's St. Patrick's Day. Hmm. He had just been busted the day before or that day for something with narcotics in Hoboken, which was on TMZ. So he, Hmm. I, uh, I'm on the phone with a person who is telling me a person has just told told him that he is going to kill me. And it is, by the way, serious. Right. Okay. Now, I know some people are like, listen, is going, you got to be fucking kidding me. Well, this is true. I'm not, I'm not going to get into the names, but this is 100. And obviously, it's not like a joking conversation. How can that be a joking conversation? I can picture exactly how can you not picture where you were when you hear something like that. Um And then I get off the phone with that person. I pull into the steak and shake. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't going to stop me from getting a double steak burger. <laughs> no. Because it's kind of like, ah, it's on brand. Right, exactly. You know? I mean, I'm, I'm in the parking lot. I mean, it's, it's like it's, it's not like I'm like, oh, it's on. So then, so I've placed the order. Yep. And Artie's producer, um, if you wanted to look it up, you could probably see who it is. Um, not with the Stern show, but with Artie's show at the time. And I don't know if he's still working with this gentleman or not. This is 2017. Calls me, 
calls me and I had just seen him perform Yeah, and says, Hey, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm getting food. What's up? You know, I'm five, 10 minutes from my house. And he goes, Hey, can you come back here? Artie really wants to talk to you. And I'm like, yeah, but it, it isn't, it, it, keep in mind from my mindset in that moment, he had just been picked off in Hoboken or at the air, maybe in New, at Newark Airport, whatever. Something yeah. happened. If you go back to March 16th or 17th with Artie Lang, something happened. Okay. And uh, and I'm thinking, he's in St. Louis. I think it might have happened the day of. I think it did because we had him on TMA that morning. Mm. And it was like at 2 in the afternoon that the story broke. Oh, wow. And I think I had had like a couple beers at Kirkwood Brewhouse with his producer the day before and the NCAA tournament was going on. It was, it was Thursday, the, the, the tournament. This happened on a Friday. And he wants to talk to me. And I'm going, well, fuck, he's in a you know, foreign place. Like He's got a bunch of friends in St. Louis. Sure. I don't know him that well, but he's a you know guy who's obviously had a lot go on in his life. He could be in a really bad way and he might just need to talk. Yeah. I'm going to drive back there. So I leave this. Yeah, I've placed the order. Yeah. I think I've paid for it. I'm at the window, but you know, it's steak and shake. It can take a while. Sure. I could just leave without the delicious treats and go back out to where he was staying. And he was staying at the Sheridan, I believe is what it is. That's right there at Westport. I think that's what it is. Oh yeah. yeah, Sheridan. Mm-hmm. And I go in there and he's in there, but there are a few other people there. I'm like, okay, well, that's good. There's other people there. Right. So you're not, yeah. Right. Not a one-on-one game. Right. Because I'm like, is he in a bad way? I you know, I told Anna Maria, I said, I don't know what's going to happen, but I can't not go. Mm-hmm. I mean, what if he were to do, you know, yeah. in 2000, whatever year it was. You can't live with yourself. He had stabbed himself. You know, and when we when I did the, the television slash radio show with him, he lifted up his shirt one time, not thinking that it would, and I could see the scars from where yeah. he had stabbed himself. Yeah. Something I can't let this guy, you know, it's not like we're in New York where he's got a billion friends. Like, I got to go there. So I go there, and we wind up talking. There's a picture of us um, from that night. And he's fine. He's not in a place where he's, like, in a bad place. Sure. But it turns out, as he has since talked about it, that you've seen how his nose looks different. Yeah. The night that that happened where he snorted glass that destroyed his septum. Yeah, completely deteriorated. I was in the hotel room but he was in the bathroom of his hotel. And so in a matter of about 40 minutes, I was told this person wants to kill me. Yeah. And I am with Artie Lang in a hotel room while he is snorting what he thinks is whatever it is that he's snorting. Yeah. And he has crushed it with a salt shaker and the glass is still in there and it just... Yeah, destroys, destroys his, yeah, and that's why his nose has looked the way it has. Flat, yeah. And I'm like, that's where I'll start. Yeah, that's a, <laughs> and I think the last sentence is, and I still didn't get my fucking steak and shake. <laughs> that's how I end the book. I just, <laughs> that's that's a fantastic story. You told me that one before, and I really do enjoy that. I think that whenever I think of anyone writing a book, I just think of the cover and the title, and I think that those are two important things. Oh, Wow. I don't know. Have you come up? Well, what, what's well? What? I think the title you've said is uh, "Above the Sex Shop." Oh wow! I've said that really. I thought so. I okay. thought you. I thought you've always said the title would just be "Above the Sex." I think shop. if I really, really did it, I probably wouldn't title it that. Right. I don't know what I would title it. Though, working honestly. title. <laughs> yeah, where it's a working title. But covers are so tough with books. 
Covers I mean, are who's lo- who's like looking at a hardcover book now? Are people just download them to Kindle? Oh, I like to. I like to have a. Like you like to have a hardcover book? Yep. Yeah. I like to actually. I like to. I like to read it. Or I would take. I don't have a Kindle. My mom does, and I've read a book off that. It's a really cool, really cool device. But the the cover is. I mean. I don't know. I think I just think covers. Yeah, I don't know. In general, nowadays, are I just overlooked. don't know if it's something that if I were to write it, like, would you have whatever twenty thousand people in St. Louis, and that might be high, want to read it, and that's it, and that's kind of not really worth right. all of the downside. I'm not talking about worth what I'd make off of it. I'm talking about the downside. The downside exactly. is what I'm thinking. I'm on the the what. I don't even know what the upside is financially. Really, really, like no. really, what's realistic to name a number would be um, irresponsible in the sense that I truly have no way to gauge it. The downside, the headaches, because some of the people who would be involved, or you know, I mean, obviously, I'm talking about somebody like seriously saying I'm going to kill him, right? And and I know when people hear this, they're going, "Oh, that has to be bullshit." It's true. I mean. As <laughs> as sad as that might be, yeah. that has kind of been. So when when we say the stuff that you don't know, but you think you know, you have no idea. How about that? Did you know that? There's yeah, no way yeah. you knew that. Exactly. So you know when you when you take it to that level, and then the fact that it all happened. This is March seventeenth, twenty seventeen. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, I guess it'll be five years here coming up. But uh, yeah, the Artie, to tie the Artie Lang thing into it. Um. Yeah, the pool holes thing certainly is something I know people are interested in hearing what what happened there. I mean, I shit. There's a lot on that that people don't know. But I mean, how do you last this long doing something? You focus on the bigger picture. Right. You can't get caught up in trying to win battles when yeah. there's a war. Yeah. Can't get caught up in the hoopla. Right. So I. Uh, so you know. You keep, but but yeah. To, to it, it it it. I will say this. It would be a good read. There's not a doubt in my mind it would be a good read. It just would say it would seem so asinine that I think people would think a lot of it's made up. Right. You'd almost need like a second like person to write a book at the same time. Yeah, I mean, I, I know who's on that phone call who told me. Um, um, you know, the cat and Doug and Martin for you know a couple of the years. Producer Joe, absolutely. You've gotten to see a little of it, although you really just didn't get to see as much of the craziness. And you're yeah, I lucky. came in at the back half. Iggy the- certainly, uh, you know, there, you know, with all this stuff, it can be corroborated. And Artie talked about. I had no idea that that's what happened. I just saw his nose look different. Yeah, I remember reading he said, that story. Oh, so you remember him re- saying that it happened in St. Louis? Yeah, I think so. I think he said St. But I just remember him telling the, the salt shaking right. story, which is like such a. So I didn't know. Ugh. It's not like his nose hid. Have I shown you the picture? I mean, not that you don't believe of, me. Of him of, within. Of, the, no, of me and him that night I've in his hotel room. Yeah. Um, so we have a picture from that night, but it hadn't happened. It might have happened, but his nose hadn't been altered yet. Right. I think that was something that may have happened over time. I don't know. So, yeah, I think I'm like, okay, that, you can start off with that. Thought about, you know, I got into the business to cover the Cardinals, but here we are. It's August 2013. We're a week into our brand new radio station, and I'm on the other line with my attorney because Albert Pujols is suing our radio station or threatening to sue our radio station. That wouldn't be a bad way to go. No. <laughs> <laughs> that'll that'll rope you in as well. Right, yeah, that's a, that's an attention grabber. But uh yeah, these I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't go beyond what is true. It's right. just do I even want to go into it? Right. Is the up juice worth the squeeze yeah. as always. But yeah, there's they're really See, I think the difference between my book and Iggy's book 
Steve's book will be a checklist. Yeah. It's him. He is just like, who is it? It's uh, Steve Buscemi in which movie is that? Where he just is like crossing out people as he kills them. Oh, in uh, Fargo. Is that what it is? I, th- I thought it was like Billy Madison. I don't know. Buscemi killing. Um, not Miller's Crossing. I don't know. No, I thought it was like done satirically. I don't okay. know. People uh, had made fun of him. Oh, yeah. Billy. It, that it was Billy, Billy Madison? Ma- I think it was Billy Madison. Yeah, I feel like that's Iggy's book. My book would be okay here's what happened and you, right. you know whether you fucking love me or hate me you know i got a pretty good memory yeah, and here's what it is and i kind of don't need to do this but in a way i know you kind of want it if you're follow, following this show so here it is yeah iggy's would be more there'd be like an index <laughs> of just names yeah and you would just here's go where to, they all get taken out you, there you go to their page and it would just be the reasons i don't <laughs> like this person <laughs> it would be long <laughs> Mine would be, I like for me to even like get to starting in radio, I think it would take me a year because I would just write and write and write and write and write and write and write. And then if it actually did get to a point where it was published, an editor would go through, well, yeah, we don't need any of right. this. Right, I was about to say, I think whoever has to edit that book is oh my God. in bad shape. We, uh, we don't need any of it. Like, nobody fucking cares. Just say you grew up in St. Louis and you wanted to work in media in St. Louis because you couldn't play for the Cardinals. Right. All right, let's go. What's going on? You it's know? like Kubrick or uh, Francis Ford Copeland Apocalypse <laughs> Now. They're like, Francis, we can't have a 12-hour movie. <laughs> like, I, I haven't talked with Joe Buck about this, um, but I get the sense. Have you read his book? The, no, no, I have. No, I've, you'd really enjoy that. Yeah, I bet. I've heard uh, things about it. I get the sense, and maybe he's talked about it too, that they really stripped it down. Right. I think, and I think most people with any biography they take, it's like they strip it down. Yeah. I don't think so anyone's for me, hurting for like more pages. Right. So Joe's read so well. It was an easy read. It was a great it read, but it was also kind of light. It's kind of him talking about his dad passing away sure. and some other things. It was light. This is light. It's it's light, but it also if you're talking about a murder, you know, right? It's tough to be, <laughs> tough to be a white herd murder story, yeah. you know. So, yes, uh, well, these 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 anecdotes could certainly be corroborated. I mean, you know, tell your fucking general manager to stop hitting on me. Uh, coming from uh, you told me that story. That, that's a hundred percent true. How yeah. how this general lap dances we'd be like oh thanks and then he'd be sitting there watching us get the lap dances that was surprising to say the very least and then when it would keep happening you go okay i'm gonna pass on the lap dance (laughs) i mean (laughs) because i don't want and and in my mind i'm not uh you know this was i don't know whatever year it was now i'd be like what the fuck you know but back then i'm just like "Ah, i'm drunk and (laughs) fine you know but this is a little weird (laughs) (laughs) it's just like another like like, yeah i'm just like what in the i'd be like dude what are we doing here you know get your own you're and you're the one paying for it so what is the deal with you know and i by the way i still don't have an answer as to what that was all about i don't think anyone could ever truly answer what all what in the world like Hey, you know what? It's a sex-positive podcast, and we don't kink shame. Right. Taking employees to a strip club in general, just as a th- rule of thumb, seems like a, a maybe a decision God, you'd regret. Can you even imagine? And then, and but then, like, since like, and and usually in those setups, yeah. I don't know how many lap dances you've had in your career. Uh, a couple, three. Uh, okay. In those setups, it's not like 
there's a bunch of room. No, so no, no tight quarters. The gentleman would be like knee to knee, like right there, while I'm getting dry humped, and he's paying for it. But he's my boss. Right? Was I harassed? Was I harassed? Uh, that that's, that's just the start of of the issues <laughs> along with that. Harassment would be the least of his worries. So uh, you know, and then I mean, there's so, there there truly is so much, but to sit down and do it. I don't know. Right. It's a, and again, juice worth the squeeze. Probably. But I think in general, just as a rule of thumb for everybody, like writing stuff down of stuff you want to remember for the rest of your life yes. is a good practice. I did it right after my son was born, and I'm so glad I did. Right. So I agree with that. Just like right. talking to people about your struggles or your good feelings is very healthy, I think writing things down as they happen is also really I good. I agree. i got to get ready to do that uh, with uh, our next child being born. Right. All right, Jackson, there it is. We've 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 covered a lot here. Yeah, I think we've- We've uh, said it all, as Stern will say when he wraps up an interview, and I then he keeps the person the for 20, 20 points. We slewn the dragon. Right. Uh, all right. Uh, thank you to all of our wonderful sponsors on the Tim McKernan Show podcast. Ryan Kelly, the home loan expert, dot com. James Carlton, Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency. Seth Goldcamp, Design Air, Heating and Cooling. Jamie Burkhardt, Clayton Patterson at Munganess, stlouisacura.com and altontoyota.com, and, of course, Mark Hanna with Evergreen Wealth Strategies for Action Jackson. I'm Tim McKernan. This has been the Tim McKernan Show on the TMASTL Podcast Network from the HomeLoanExpert.com studios.